My name is Phil Stinson, and I'm an Associate Professor of Criminal Justice at Bowling Green State University. In this episode of the Police Integrity Loss Podcast, we listened to the first part of an interview of me by Eugene Purier and Sean Blackman that originally aired on Radio Sputnik out of Washington, D.C. on February 22nd, 2018. We are very happy to be continuing the show here, joined by Dr. Philip Stinson, who's an associate professor in the criminal justice program at Bowling Green State University. Dr. Stinson, thank you so much for being back with us. Oh, as always, my pleasure. Well, the pleasure is definitely all ours. And I wanted to start here with one issue that has come up in the wake of the gun trace task force trial, more or less wrapping up here uh, in the city of Baltimore, and that is Delegate Bilal Ali, who is a Democratic delegate from Baltimore, proposed disbanding the police department and rebuilding it in ways he says could restore trust with the community and pointed to Camden, New Jersey, who did the same thing about five years ago and saying that had worked out pretty well and we should follow that. Obviously, Camden, very different city than Baltimore in many different ways. But I'm curious your thoughts about this overall issue. I'd actually never heard of the Camden case until uh, Delegate Ali brought this up. Uh, Interesting situation, uh, a lot of different views on that. But in the wake of the gun trace task force, I mean, is that too much of of an overreach in terms of change or or perhaps in in a department like Baltimore, maybe just what they need? Well, it's certainly a bigger agency in a bigger city and a bigger county than when you're talking about Camden, the city of Camden and Camden County, New Jersey. Uh, you know, when that was going on, you know, a number of years ago, uh, initially I was very skeptical. It seemed to me that it would be a strange thing to just, uh, on the one hand, it, it seemed like they were taking the same people, putting them in different uniforms, changing the police cars to a different color and putting them back on the road again. But that's not what happened at all. They really did change the culture in Camden, New Jersey, with the police department. So they got rid of a lot of people. They brought a lot of new people in. They made it very clear that the old ways weren't going to be allowed anymore. And they really focused on the things that were important to the people in the community. And so far, at least, by and large, they seem to have sold it to the community. The community bought into it. They believe it. They've also been aggressive in Camden in prosecuting police officers who commit crimes, rogue officers. So it's not the same old thing. And I, I think it's really a over-the-top draconian approach to think of it that way. But there they now have a county police department that patrols uh, parts of the county and the city of Camden as well, as opposed to just a city police department. So easier said than done, though. I think it would be very difficult to do in Baltimore. But I think that the representative is, uh, is on the right track in that things have to change. And, and I've been thinking a lot about it. And one way to go about it is to implode the agency and start over again somehow. Uh, another thing that needs to happen is, you know, Police officers are exempt from law enforcement. Law enforcement is exempt from law enforcement as a general rule. That is to say, police officers don't like to arrest other officers. And I think in Baltimore, in the city of Baltimore, that's got to change. It's got to come to a point where police officers are worried they might actually get caught, arrested, and prosecuted if they commit a crime. And once they have that fear, just like anyone else who's afraid of being caught, that's a deterrent. And I think that needs to happen. I think there needs to be aggressive integrity checks. I think there needs to be you know, um, a, a lot of efforts at prosecuting rogue officers who are committing crimes. And I think maybe then the message will get across. But it can't just be a one-off. It can't just be that this case is over and we just move on and, and forget about it. But until police officers 
get the message that they're not exempt from law enforcement, I think we're going to see those kinds of problems. And, and the interesting thing with Baltimore is that many of the things that came out in the trial that you're talking about seem to be bizarre to most people. This kind of thing can't go on in the United States with police officers. But these are stories we've heard time and time again in many different places. And unfortunately, there are a minority of officers, a small percentage of officers who are completely out of control and they're thugs with a badge. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, Professor Stinson, uh, based on how you're describing uh, the situation in Camden and what's needed in, in Baltimore, it sounds like what you're really describing is a culture change. And we um, we talk a lot on this show about uh, overturning the culture of impunity around police, which I think uh, goes to your point about how, you know, ultimately, if people, you know, don't think they're going to be punished for something and think that they're pretty much invincible and are beholden to the law, then they're basically going to run amok. And that's why we see situations not only with all the uh, with all the instances of police killing, but also with the corruption issues like we're seeing with uh, the police, uh, with the Baltimore police and in other departments uh, across the country. So ultimately, it boils down to, you know, however it may happen, you know, the, the institution of the police as itself will have to fundamentally change if we're going to see a real shift in, in some of these behaviors. Exactly. And whether that can actually happen, it's hard to say. You know, generally policing is local and it's a local culture. It's a local police subculture. And that's going to have to change in many ways. But the culture in Baltimore is not that different from many aspects of the police culture in Philadelphia or Camden or I suppose even in Washington, D.C. and other cities up and down the East Coast and across the country. But it's it's got to start somewhere. And I think it's going to start uh, one agency at a time. And, and Camden's not a bad model for that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, a very good point here. You know, one other thing that I'm certainly curious about in this context is these specialty units. I mean, I feel like we hear this so much. I mean, I'm sort of reaching here, but street crimes in New York, uh, the crash unit in L.A. I mean, so many times we see a lot of the worst police abuses seem to be centered on a lot of these specialized paramilitary type units. Do we need to be asking ourselves more questions about that? Because I feel like so many big city police officers, if anything happens, well, we're going to set up some task force that's going to look into this. And a lot of them now are around gun crime. But I don't know. It just seems like the mentality of those kind of units does speak to this kind of, you know, cowboyish behavior that we often see from them. I think that's true. And I I think those units are under a lot of pressure to get results. Their numbers are counted, how many arrests they make, how many guns they get off the street. That's kept very close tabs on those officers in terms of that they have to produce or they're going to go back in a uniform and back on the street. So I think that's a problem. I think another problem is with officers who always work with another small group of officers. Uh, In other words, they don't change up. They don't change their shifts. They don't change who they're working with. And over time, it gets easy to start to justify the noble cause type corruption, that the good guys are ahead and that the ends justify the means. And I think that's what you see with some of these units. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's very, very much the case. I will just also ask you this in general, though. I mean, are you do I mean, do you feel hopeful that not only did the federal government carry out this trial reveal a lot, but, uh, you know, then there were convictions. I mean, that was something that we don't see oftentimes in police misconduct. It was pretty clear cut this time, not only what happened, uh, but that people were going down for it. And we'll see what happens. But it looks like may face some very heavy sentences. They might. But the problem is, unless the enforcement, the integrity checks, the prosecutions of rogue officers who are committing crimes, Uh, while they're working or or even off-duty related to their job, unless that continues, it's easy for other officers to say, well, that was a few bad apples. 
we're not going to get caught. And the cycle just continues because you could take the same facts from a Baltimore, the robberies, the shaking down people, the breaking into their houses, chasing people on the street who were only running because they thought they were about to get run over by a car that was careening down the street. And it turns out it's the police. As long as that type of thing goes on and there really isn't anyone held accountable, it's just going to repeat itself over and over again. We can look at, at other cities across the country where we see the same thing time and again. The problem is we can't just forget about it and move on. That concludes this episode of the Police Integrity Laws podcast. It was recorded on February 21st, 2018, and originally aired on the Radio Sputnik show by any means necessary on February 22nd, 2018. My thanks to Bob Schluber, Eugene Purier, and Sean Blackman. I thought of something after the interview, and I'd like to add it as a footnote. In most places across the United States, cities are located within counties. They're part of the counties. So, for example, the city of Charlotte in North Carolina is part of Mecklenburg County. Indianapolis in Indiana is part of Marion County. Philadelphia in Pennsylvania is part of Philadelphia County. And Camden, New Jersey is part of Camden County. Baltimore, however, is an independent city. It's separate and distinct from Baltimore County. As such, the type of consolidation seen with the disbanding of the City of Camden Police Department in New Jersey and the establishment of the new Camden County Police Department probably couldn't happen in the case of Baltimore. And the reason for that is because the City of Baltimore is independent of and geographically distinct from Baltimore County. Support for the Police Integrity Laws podcast was provided by the Wallace Action Fund of Tides Foundation on the recommendation of Mr. Randall Wallace. My name is Phil Stinson, and I'm an Associate Professor of Criminal Justice at Bowling Green State University in Bowling Green, Ohio. For more information on my research, please go to www.bgsu.edu slash policeintegritylost.